Hey, this is Adam White. I'm the pastor of New Beginning Assembly of God, and this is our podcast. I want to thank you for joining us today, and our hope and prayer is that this podcast inspires you, builds your faith, and lets you know that God cares and He loves you. Enjoy the message. Jesus, I pray. Amen. Again, we're talking about you'll get through this. Amen. You'll get through this. Sometimes we are known not by our good deeds, but by our mistakes and trials and tragedies. Amen. Sometimes we are just known by the negative and the bad that has affected us. Amen. Amen. Despite all the good that we've done, despite all the wonderful things that you've done, all over the years, this world is kind of cruel because it always will bring up the bad that you've done. Amen. When you look at, let's say, presidents and people and all of that, you'll hear a little bit of the good that they've done, but mostly you will hear the criticisms. Amen. You will hear the criticisms of the artists and the musicians and all of the people and businessmen that have gone on to do great things. It's just the world that we live in that we're easy to acknowledge what people have done bad than what they've done good. But you'll get through this. (laughs) You'll get through this. Many people in the Bible... Oh, did wonderful and great exploits for God. Oh, they did mighty miracles and mighty things. But still, when we talk about David, we know that he still had to face the Goliath, which was a trial. We know that, hallelujah, even though Elijah called down fire from heaven, we also know that he did run away. (laughs) We also know that Joseph had a coat of many colors. But we also know that he was sold into slavery. Amen. We all know that even though these people in the Bible, we are so, uh, we recognize their good and we recognize all the great things they've done, but we also still recognize the trouble and the bad that they got themselves into. Jonah, even though he preached to Nineveh and listened to God, he still got in that well. <laughs> so we still talk about Jonah. And the whale. Amen. Amen. It seems like troubles follow us even after we've dealt with them. Amen. It seems even though we get past and we get through these trials that we have in life, even though it's, it's, everything's been done and it's reconciled and everything's great and the battle's won and, every, and it's all good, Our mind still goes back to the trouble that we had. And people will bring back and remind you of the troubles and all of that that you've had. Joseph knew what it meant for trouble to be after him. Amen. We've read just a little bit of Joseph. And oh, Joseph, he just knew. He knew what it was like to be in trouble. When we read on past this verse, we find that Joseph was the, um, one of the youngest sons of, of, of Jacob. Amen. Benjamin was the youngest, but Joseph was right there. 
And we know that it started out that Joseph was Jacob's favorite son. And the Bible says that he was because he was so old and he still had that child. And he loved Joseph. And we've read that he loved him so much that he gave him that coat of many colors. Some translations of the Bible uh, do that instead of many colors, a royal coat or a fancy coat or a coat that stood out above all the others. And we know that his brothers did not like him. (laughs) They hated the favoritism that Jacob did for Joseph. And then we know, skipping on ahead, we, we've read that uh, Joseph had dreams. And we know that one day he came to his brothers and said, Oh, all these, you were uh, binding up this hay, and there was 11 stalks of hay, and mine was in the middle, and they all, y'all all bowed to my stack. Oh, and that just made them even madder. Oh, that just got under their skin, just to know. His brothers then hated him. Couldn't stand him. Couldn't, just hated. Have you ever been around someone that just hates you? That don't like you, so to speak? Oh, I'm telling you, there's times where I can walk in a room and someone don't like me and I can sense it. I feel it. Oh, there's trouble. <laughs> I've done something or, or something. Something's mad. Somebody's mad at me. Something's going on. You can feel that. And so you know Joseph had to contend with that. The Bible doesn't say, but you know that they picked on him. They know they probably ignored him. They know they probably just teased him and did all kind of things to him. Then we read on a little bit a few chapters where it says that he had another dream. And he said, oh, there are 11 stars and a sun and a moon. And everybody bowed toward my star. And then... Not only did it make the sons mad, his brothers mad, Jacob got upset and said, what does this mean? Am I, are you saying I'm going to bow down to you, my son, my youngest son? Amen? And the Bible says that Jacob pondered those dreams. He pondered those dreams. We also know, skipping ahead of the chapter that we read, verse 37, That people tried to misuse Joseph, Potiphar's wife, tried to do things to him, to get him and got him in trouble. And even after that, he people even forgot about him. The cook and the butler. How that those two had dreams, and Joseph interpreted those dreams, saying that the Butler would go back to be in service for his king, Pharaoh, and the cook would die. And it happened that way. And Joseph told them, now don't, when you go to the king, just, remi- just remind him of me. And we know that the butler forgot. The butler forgot. That is, <laughs> you talk about... Trouble following someone. Poor Joseph had to deal with everything, didn't he? I mean, it was like he got the short end of the stick every time something would happen to him. Yet Joseph had an assurance. 
that God was going to get him through this. Amen? God was going to get him through this. Oh, that's why we can say you'll get through this. I don't know what we're dealing with, and I don't know the troubles that we deal with on a regular basis, and I don't... I don't know what this storm's going to do, and I don't know what bad news is going to come. You know, last night found out that that crazy man hijacked a mail truck in Texas and just started shooting random people. I think he injured about 20 or 30 and killed five, something like that. And then people are worried about this hurricane and all that kind of stuff. I went to the... Piggly Wiggly Friday, and I'll be honest with you, I heard so much about that hurricane and all that, I was so just aggravated out it, I went and got me some Bluebell ice cream. <laughs> I said, I'm sick of it, I'm just going to eat some Rocky Road Bluebell ice cream and be done with it, and if it comes, let it be. <laughs> Take me with you. <laughs> no. Oh, and I was talking to some people and they were fretful and some were saying, you know, I just got finished building my house. I just got finished fixing everything and now the storm's coming and all of that kind of stuff. People saying, oh, my children are supposed to come and their families are coming, but I'm still waiting and I want them to hurry up. I want them to come because traffic's going to be so bad. And if you ever got stuck on I-75, <laughs> you know that is a pain. <laughs> Amen. And I-10, so to speak. Oh, so we worry and we fret and we have these feelings sometimes and we feel like, God, what else can happen? What else is going to come my way? What else bad news is going to come to my footstep? What else am I going to have to face today? But folks, I want to encourage you that no matter what the doctor says, no matter what the letter says, no matter what friends say, no matter what Facebook says, no matter what the news report says, we'll get through this. You're going to get through this. Oh, I'm telling you, church, you're going to get through this. Why? Why can we be assurance of that? Because we've got to go back to our example, Joseph. God was with Joseph. God was with him. Oh, even despite the bad, even despite the things that did not go his way, even the things that he was good at and all of those things, God was with Joseph. Amen. Genesis 39 says, verse 2, The Lord was with Joseph, and he was a successful man. His master saw that the Lord was with him. The Lord blessed the Egyptian's house for Joseph's sake. The blessing of the Lord was, all, was on all that he had. Verse, that's 39, verse 2, 3, and 5. And what we're talking about here is Joseph and Potiphar's house. Oh, Potiphar recognized and knew that there was something a little different about Joseph than all the rest of the slaves. And we knew that he made him, hallelujah, over all of those slaves and everything. And oh, he could have anything and everything except for Potiphar's wife. That was the one thing, but I won't go down that road. <laughs> Amen. But hallelujah, God was with Joseph. Even in good times. 
Even in times where it felt like the flowery beds of ease when his daddy gave him that beautiful coat. Oh, and he had those wonderful dreams and all of that stuff. God just seemed to just smile down on Joseph. Even in good times, church, it's wonderful to know that God, His face is shined upon you. When His blessings are upon your life. Oh, hallelujah, when you just try and rush and go to the store and you're just, Lord, I just need to go in and out. And all of a sudden, that front row parking just comes available. Thank you, Jesus. Just pull up in there. And oh, the thing that you want and you're looking for, oh, praise God, it's on sale. Oh, God's just moving and blessing. Got a good report from the doctor. All these things are well and good. It's wonderful. But folks, God is good during the good times. <laughs> And God's also good during the bad times. God was with Joseph when they threw him in the pit. God was with Joseph when he was in being accused of something he did not do. And God was with Joseph when he was stuck in prison for two years for something that he did not do. Something he did not do. Even in the bad times. Genesis 42 and 21 says this. We saw the anguish of his soul when he played when he played with us and we would not hear. I don't think that's I think I <laughs> I think I typed that wrong. <laughs> uh, it says and and they said one to another we are very guilty concerning our brother in that we saw the anguish of his soul when he besought us and we would not hear therefore is this distress come upon us what's going on here oh now we've gotten to the story where his brothers now go to Egypt because there's a famine in the land. And I'm not going to tell you the whole story. Just read it yourself. We know Joseph got promoted. He got out of that jail. Pharaoh promoted him to be above everybody. The governor of Egypt. Second, on, second only to the king. And so now his brothers come because there's a famine in the land. And Joseph is kind of teasing them and playing them a little bit, being stern with them. And they find all these calamities and troubles where he puts their money back from when they're wanting to buy the grain. And then he puts his cup back in one of the grains so that they stop him and say, Hey, y'all stealing from us and we were good to you. And his brothers are saying, Oh, we've done this. We've done this bad. We've done these terrible things. And now this is God punishing us. But I wanted to, what I wanted to really emphasize is this. When he said we saw the anguish of his soul. That means to tell me that Joseph didn't go peaceably into that pit. <laughs> that tells me that when Joseph was in that pit, he just didn't stand there and and you know, sometimes we read verses of the Bible and a lot of the emotion is taken out of those sometimes. When we know that he was cast down to the pit, we don't hear, we don't read how Joseph felt about that. <laughs> but we found out from his brothers that he was upset. He was angry. He was mad. He was angry. He pleaded with them to get him out of that pit. To get him out of that pit. And so now that guilt and that is coming up to those brothers that they've done a bad thing. 
Folks, it's terrible sometimes when you're in a pit. It's terrible sometimes when you feel like you are stuck in a pit. Where you've got yourself messed up somehow in some way. And you feel like you're stuck. And you feel like every time you pray it feels like lead. It just falls down to the floor. I mean it don't go up or nothing. It just is flat. Amen. You just feel like you're stuck. Unexpected. You feel as though an unexpected tumble. An unfair treatment. Uncharted future. In the pit. Unexpected tumble. You are on your way. Joseph was on his way to help his brothers. He was doing what his daddy told him to. All of a sudden, guess what? They see him. And they say, I know what we're going to do. First, they wanted to kill him. And then Reuben said, don't kill him. Don't kill him. Let's just put him in this hole. Sometimes, folks, we're minding our business and all of a sudden we get in a pit. Trouble just comes our way sometimes. Sometimes we just get unfair treatment. We didn't do nothing wrong. We're loving God, serving, it, serving the Lord, doing everything right, doing everything great, wonderful, doing our best, and all of a sudden, we're being picked on. Oh, the enemy's picking on us. I mean, he's just warring on us something terrible. Sometimes we feel like we don't know what the future holds. It's uncharted. Uncharted future. What's ahead? What's going on? I tell you, I feel that way of uncharted futures. When I feel that laws are being passed that uh, sanction homosexuality, and if you say something against it, that you're wrong, and that you're, you know, you're going to get in trouble, and you're going to be fined, and all of these kind of things. My thing about that is sin is sin. Whether it's homosexuality, whether it's cursing, whether it's drinking, whether it's whatever, it all going to lead to one place if God don't deal with it. Amen? Amen? But what I don't like is somebody forcing me and telling me that you're going to do this. Because my Bible tells me otherwise. My Bible tells me that He's the way, the truth, and the life. We know that this Word is the infallible and authoritative written Word of God. It hasn't changed. It's not going to change. What God says is true, and we can rely on that. Amen? And sometimes that uncharted future of what else is going to happen, what other catastrophes we're going to get the news on and all of that. But folks, we realize and we learn that God, even though during those times, God was with Joseph. God was with him. And old through in life, we find, I might be skipping a little bit, but we find at the very end, at the very end when Jacob now, his father dies, his son, his brothers, still fearful of Joseph. Still saying, oh, because Jacob's dead, our dad gone. Now Joseph is probably going to get mad at us. And when they said that to Joseph, said he cried and he wept. He cried and he wept. And he said, boys, basically God did that for me. Gave me through these terrible trials and did all these things and put me through this 
so that I could save many. So that I could save many. Folks, sometimes we don't realize that our trouble, what we deal with, sometimes our trouble is our blessing in disguise. Sometimes when we go through something, we don't realize the blessing that it truly, really is. When we go through our pit, so to speak. And so going through this, we know that God was with Joseph. And folks, if God was with Joseph, God will be with us. Amen? God will be with us. You see, we've got to understand, we've got the promise that God will get us through this. No matter what you face, no matter what troubles you come, God is going to get you through this. Psalms 139 and 7. Where can I go from your spirit? Oh, where can I flee from your presence? See, folks, I'm telling you, God is with you even when you don't feel or sense him. Even in times where it feels like he has left you to the wolves, so to speak. God is with you. Oh, Acts 17 and 27 says, He is not far from each of us. God is not far from us. Exodus 33, 14 says, My presence will go with you, and I will give you rest. And Moses said to him, If your presence does not go with us, do not bring us up from here. Moses said, Oh, God, don't leave me to a way you ain't going. But direct me to where you're, where you're leading me. Oh, hallelujah. Why? Because Moses knew that he had to be where what God was. God had to be with him. Psalms 51 and 11. Do not cast me away from your presence. And do not take your Holy Spirit from me. Hallelujah. God is with us. God will never forsake us. God will not leave us to our own devices. But oh, he will be with us through the thick and through the thin. Folks, he was with us with Hurricane Michael. And he'll be with us Hurricane Duran or Hurricane Suzanne or Hurricane whoever. <laughs> whatever it may be, whatever storms may come our way in this physical world, in this life, in the weather, and in your own spiritual life, so to speak, the storms and hurricanes that will rise up, God will be with you. God will be with you. And the reason He can be with you, and the reason how you know God will be with you, is if you make God's presence your passion. Make God's presence your passion. See, even though Joseph was in a bad situation, going back to Potiphar's wife, he could have snuck around, so to speak. <laughs> but he recognized that he was still faithful to his God. And he would not break that. All through life, all through his trials, all through his things, he sought God. He never gave himself credit for the dreams that he was able to interpret. He never gave himself any ounce of that credit, but he said it was all thanks to God. 
So that tells me that even though it doesn't mention Joseph praying and Joseph seeking God a lot during those times, we know that there was some kind of relationship for God to be able to speak to Joseph through those dreams. There was something for Joseph to be able to stand up to Potiphar's wife in a foreign land that didn't recognize his God, that had so many deities and all of these sacrifices and things. But he still was faithful to God. Folks, we've got to make God's presence our passion. We've got to be able to seek where he's going, where he's leading, how's he directing us. And folks, that's when you know God will be with you. When you seek him. Oh, I love what Brother Tommy said last Sunday night. Uh, during our prayer meeting and I never heard it that way before but he said oh people are real quick to seek his hand but not his face oh God give me God I need God I want and there's nothing wrong with that oh let me tell you there's nothing wrong with that there's nothing wrong with asking God for something there's nothing wrong with seeking God's direction or favor or a blessing or something like that there's nothing wrong with that but the problem is when we're always seeking something and not being attuned to his presence that communion with him that fellowship with him folks i'm telling you fellowship with the father is worth everything worth every trial oh being you and jesus is worth everything I'm telling you, oh, I, I remember that uh, uh, they used to say, uh, and I see it on uh, bumper stickers and all of that, Jesus is my co-pilot. Jesus is my co-pilot. Oh, folks, I don't want him in my, I don't want him to be my co-pilot. I want him to be the director. <laughs> I want him to take the wheel. <laughs> I want him to guide. I want him to say, you go this way. And I say, yes, Lord. I don't want to have to go in a direction he's not going to be there. And he's going to have to try and pull me back. But I want to be with him. Oh, I want to be with him. Oh, hallelujah. Make God's presence your passion. Hallelujah. Cling to the character of God. Amen. We've got to cling to his character. And folks, we've got to pray your pain out. <laughs> Pray your pain out. Britt hurt his, said he hurt his ankle and a couple of last, not this past uh, Saturday, but the last Saturday. So he said that his, when he would run, it would hurt and all of that kind of stuff. And so I talked to him and I said, you're icing it and elevating it. Yeah. And all that stuff. And I said, uh, I said, son, one thing you've got to learn is uh, <laughs> no pain, no gain. <laughs> no pain, no gain. Sometimes when you're exercising or you're doing athletic something, another lifting weights or whatever, it hurts. Sometimes when you run, it hurts. And that don't mean that something bad has happened to you. But sometimes during those pains, you've got to press your way through. Oh, I remember. Oh, I still kind of feel it right now. I've got a ghost pain right now. Because <laughs> sometimes when I run, oh, oh, I feel it right here. <laughs> oh, right here, that, my, that side would just 
cramp up and oh it just hurt and he'd say oh I don't want to I don't want to run and I you know what is that why is that well they say that's your body saying I don't want to run no more I'm tired <laughs> you've ran far enough just just stop your body's fighting against you saying don't push yourself don't press forward don't don't give in don't, don't. I, I know, I know you're first place fixing to get that gold medal, but just back off a little bit. <laughs> I'm hurting in it, and I'm just, I'm, I'm just not in the mood right now. Oh, but sometimes we've just got to press through. Sister Shoots used to say, you got to bulldoze your way through. <laughs> you got to just bulldoze your way through sometimes. Sometimes you've just got to press. Oh, when it hurts. Press when the when you feel like giving up. Press when you're just bad news coming in each direction. Press through. Because God is with you. Because as long as you're being in his presence, I'm telling you, the enemy's on his job. The enemy knows and he'll target you. Oh, won't he? When God just blesses and does something wonderful, don't. What happens? Something bad comes. The enemy just comes in and starts talking and starts messing with you and start doing all these kind of things to you. But God's with you. God is with you. <laughs> There's a principle called the 50-20 principle. The 50-20 principle. Genesis 50-20. <laughs> it says, as for you, you meant evil against me. But God meant it for good in order to bring about the present result per to preserve many people alive. That's that 50-20 principle. That bad things happen to us sometimes. But God is a way that he can turn our bad situations. What was meant for evil, God just turns it around for good. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise God. God's got this thing, folks. I could go on and on, but I'll stop here. God's got this thing. God understands and God knows that we go through things. God knows that he allows some things to happen. You know, God didn't sin it. God didn't create it. But he allowed some things to happen. To bring, for why? To bring us stronger. To make us grow closer to him. To maybe use those bad that the devil has meant. And just turn it for a blessing in our favor. Amen. Amen. I'm telling you, church, no matter what comes our way, we're going to get through this. We're going to get through this. God hadn't forsaken us. God hadn't left us. God hadn't cast us aside. But oh, he said, I'm with you. I'll be with you. Amen. God bless you. Thank you for joining us. A special thanks to those who give generously to this ministry. It's because of you this ministry is possible. You can click the link in the description to give now or visit newbeginningag.com gift for more information. And if you enjoyed the podcast, you can subscribe, you can share it with your friends, you can click the share button to post on any of your social media pages. Thanks again for listening and God bless you.